0: the Ticket Water Cooler on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com
1: Hello everybody, welcome into the Ticket Water Cooler. It is Rico. It is I. I am back. I had to drop off some delicious Buffalo Wings and Rings, some wings and some fries out to the guys running the board. Shout-out to Bach. Shout-out to Austin for running the board. Back to Station Force. You guys are amazing, and I hope you enjoy the delicious wings that I dropped off for you. We are out at 40th and Old Chaney at Buffalo Wings and Rings for Customer Appreciation Day. Again, get on out here for 59-cent wings all day, boneless, traditional, however you want to have them. You can have your little nuggets. You can have your actual wings down here at Buffalo Wings and Rings for 59-cent Per wing, uh, five dollar pitchers of beer all day. If I wasn't working, I would indulge, but I am working, so I will not.
0: Oh no! I'm I mean, no, I no,
1: I no. I mean, like the whole pitcher. Okay, I, was I mean, say, like are I would. Not, I mean, like I would, No, I mean, like I would drink the whole pitcher myself.
0: Shout out to David from Renew. Got gotcha. you, Renew Auto. Um, he got me a red beer.
1: Delicious and sounds red fantastic. Beer, red beers are good. actually so. I'm pro red beer. Never had one.
0: Jake, Jake is anti. I am pro.
1: I've never had a red beer.
0: Well, there's... Is it just I got beer and, like, tomato left. juice? I don't know. Is yeah, it's beer and tomato juice. Is it
1: red dye number four? No. I don't know exactly no. what's no. in the red beer. It's, it's so. not...
0: And it, it's not like the green beers, right? No. It, it, you do taste a little tomato juice. Okay. But, I mean, yeah, you, you can t- try, Does s- try some Does like tomato juice just taste like
1: tomato soup? Like what you have with your grilled uh, cheese? No, it's like cheese? V8. That's not terrible. No. no I, might have to try. I might have to try one. We'll Go see ahead. what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It. If you don't like but it, I can always drink it. Again, this is the ticket water cooler out here at Buffalo Wings Rings. I am Rico. I am joined by Nick. And right before they got off uh, that first segment with Jake Sorensen, Nick had a little bit of uh, breaking news. Nick, if you want to yeah. keep going with that.
0: So, so Nebraska baseball head coach Will Bolt has officially announced that he has parted ways with Nebraska's pitching and catching coach, Jeff Christie. Obviously, Christie, a, a former Husker himself, has been on the staff since 2019. Will Bolt said this, Jeff and I have a close relationship dating back to our College World Series run in 2005. He played a key role for the last four seasons and helped us earn a Big Ten championship and NCAA regional final appearance in 2021. I wish Jeff and his family nothing but the best moving forward. And it's it's gotta be tough here, Rico. I mean, f- from, a, from a human standpoint, right? To if you're if you're Will Bolt, I mean you you had to let go of one of your teammates. You had to let go of one of your guys that was was part of history at Nebraska, right? Mm-hmm. And after unfortunately four poor seasons of pitching, or not four poor, but especially these last two poor seasons of pitching, yeah, just not the greatest. You uh, you have to make some changes, and and I give credit to Will Bolt for this because. In in a way, he's adapting to what – or he's doing what needs to be done, Mm -hmm. not only to save his job, but also to get Nebraska
1: baseball back on the right path. Um, I mean, how many times have you heard about coaches who end up getting let go – Head coaches who end up getting let go because they have some friends or some close acquaintances on staff that they just can't seem to get rid of whether they're doing well or it's not. Tough. And and then those head coaches end up losing their job, and years later it comes out that you know there was pressure from the athletic department or something to get rid of. I'm not saying that that's what happened here, um, but you hear about that with coaches where athletic departments were saying, hey – we need to improve. This seems to be slacking behind uh, on the team. So how about we make a change here? And the head coaches are just like, no, this this is my guy. You know, we'll get it figured out. We'll get it figured out. Years down the line, it doesn't get figured out. The head coach yeah. ends up losing his job. This has got to be a very tough. This was not an easy decision by Wilbur. Like you said, they were teammates. They're very close with each other. So. You know, going up to your, one of your friends and just saying like, "Hey, man, I know we've been working together for this long. I know we've known each other for this long, but it's just not working out right now. We're gonna have to go in a different direction." I can't imagine and, having that conversation, and,
0: and that is part of the business. Like you get into this coaching business, and we've talked to talked to Coach Bill Bush about it before. Like that's just part of the business. Is, is you understand that you it is a it is a results driven business, mm-hmm. and if you aren't producing results, then you're not going to be in the business. And so I did the did the job of of looking up. Just Nebraska's pitching numbers last season in 2022 or 2023. 2022 is, is eerily similar as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebraska's two starters, Jace Kaminska and Emmett Olsen. Emmett Olsen may very well get drafted this year, um, but Kaminska had a 4.13 earned run average while Emmett Olsen had a 4.50 in uh, 15 appearances. And when, when, I guess when you look throughout the bullpen as well, mm-hmm. uh, there was no... That was the one big thing holding Nebraska baseball back this year. They had the guys offensively. They had maybe some questionable approaches at the plate, but they had the guys offensively and Bryce Matthews and Max Anderson to, to be soon MLB draft picks, Yep. right? And you have some transfer portal help from from Charlie Fisher out of the DH spot. You have uh, Casey Burnham as well. You have... You have the guys offensively that could take you to a regional in the ncaa tournament unfortunately you had to score 12 14 15 runs per game to secure yourself a win and sometimes as we saw in the first series of the year against san diego sometimes 16 runs
1: was sometimes it enough. just wasn't enough and even then you're scoring you scoring however many runs but then you get back into that bullpen and you start trying to trying to hold things down from a lead that you've gotten and the pitching in the bullpen was a little a little shaky at times as well. And it, it's kind of funny because you talk about that great offense and the the lackluster pitching, but in the Big Ten tournament it was the complete opposite. Yeah, the pitchers stepped up and and were doing exactly what you you would hope to see them we'll doing we'll all season. One of those? all season long, and then the hitting just kind of the the bats fell asleep. So yeah. unfortunately at the at the time when you needed both of them to show up the most, they just flip-flopped. One was great, one was bad, and it was the opposite of how it had been all season. So it's it's strange to say, you know, you've, you're probably going to have a pitcher drafted this season. You had a pitcher drafted two years ago. You've had some solid guys mm-hmm. uh, here and there these last few years, but the pitching was still suspect. Well, I mean,
0: you look up and down, and ERA is not the only—I don't want to say— and make it sound like ERA is the end-all, be-all when you're looking at pitching statistics. Sometimes it's it's velocity and whether guys are are on throwing programs and taking the right you know the necessary steps moving forward. Um, age and and wear and tear on the arms plays a factor. I mean, Kyle Perry is a great example mm-hmm. of I mean guy through two Tommy John surgeries and now um, ends up. I mean, he he didn't necessarily lose velocity, but maybe just lose lost some of his effectiveness. But you look throughout the bullpen, and you have, I mean, unfortunately, Michael Garza with a 7 ERA, Kyle Perry with a 5.46 earned run average, Jackson Brockett with a 4.5 earned run average, Will Walsh, 4.3 earned run average. These uh, There was no shutdown guy. No. Shea Shanneman, what looked the best we've seen of him in the last about year and a half in that Big Ten tournament yep. in the later stages and extra innings of that game against Maryland uh, in the Big Ten tournament, but unfortunately, it still wasn't enough. And you go down the row, or excuse me, go down the line, and Shea Shanneman had himself a 3.0 earned run average in twenty six appearances for for the Cornhuskers. Corbin Hawkins, who medically re- or not medically, just retired, retired. from baseball whatever uh, for yeah for whatever
1: reason, had a two point two three earned run average, had the lowest on the team. At two point two three, you can survive with a couple of guys with those those ERAs in the four, but like you said, you've got to have at least one, maybe two, if even if, if even if they're not shut down, just guys that you could go to in a pinch and and trust to get things done. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. not saying that there wasn't any trust, but it was just again a shaky performance from the bullpen and from from the starters um, all season and and for the past couple of years. Again, you've had a couple of guys drafted, you've had some all stars, some some really solid players on this roster coming from the pitching staff, but unfortunately. To, in order to, to keep your job, you're going to need a little bit more than that. You're going to need a little bit more than, than four in, what, four years?
0: Yeah, and, and unfortunately, I, I think when you continue to kind of just look at What's what's the future for, for Nebraska baseball? Um, pitching's going to have to get better.
1: and You can't rely and, on two guys hitting 20 home runs no, again. Well, no,
0: and, and frankly, Nebraska next season, they're not going to be able to replace Max Anderson and Bryce Matthews no. next season. Obviously, Dylan is going to slide over into that shortstop role for Bryce Matthews, but Max Andersons and, and Bryce Matthews, as we saw with Spencer Schwellenbach, don't necessarily grow on trees. And as we discussed yesterday, looking at the regionals, looking at SEC baseball, this is an SEC country, and the well, Big Ten SEC e- country struggle. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough. It's tough to draw those guys. Mm-hmm. To Nebraska and to the Big Ten Conference. I mean, Max Henderson to... somewhat fell into Nebraska's lap. Now I don't want to take that away from from the guys recruiting him. I, no, you're not.
1: No, are not. Like every the thing is, every time you say that, I, you're not taking anything away from I, him. He I, I, did.
0: I, yeah, he fell know, in into their way, lap.
1: He was, he was not supposed to be here. He was going to Texas A and M. Yeah. And then COVID happened. Yeah. That's and, really all it is. And you and got so, lucky.
0: Yeah. So anyway, but and and has an incredible freshman of the year campaign where he's big. He's nominated and awarded Big Ten freshman of the year. And, and, and such, but now those guys are going to go, and Casey Burnham is now gone, and we saw like, what happened, unfortunately, when you lose a, a good number of experienced hitters. Um, we saw it, la- or, I suppose, in 2022 now. Mm-hmm. After that 2021 regional team kind of graduating, we saw Joe Acker move on. We saw Jackson Hallmark move on. Obviously, Spencer Schwellenbach, Roscom, those guys all Haggy. moved on. Yes, Mojo Haggy when you lose a ton of experienced guys, sometimes there can be a little bit of a lapse or a little bit of a, of a tough bridge to overcome that very next season. Now, there are over 1,800 players in the transfer portal right now in college baseball. Good golly. Nebraska's contributed to a couple of those. I'd be surprised if, if the attrition is over uh, or is not over. Right, I would say, expect. Those
1: were, we're good? Yeah, no, I no,
0: I would expect some more stuff to, to come down the pipe here. But. Reverse. I mean, same same story can be said for, for Nebraska. Bring in the necessary talent. Mm-hmm. Find a guy. Now they're gonna. Now Will Bolt's gonna make a new hire. He and Rob Childress have a long list of, of connections and potential targets. Maybe even Rob Childress slides into that role. We we don't know what happens, but in that um, there's there's a way where Nebraska can come out of this on top and have a, and, and build off of defense wise. Build off of a of a of a disappointing twenty twenty
1: two and twenty twenty three. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to go into the transfer portal, see what you can get. You know you you have some pieces on this roster, as you've said before, some pieces that are going to be able to contribute. Um, it's gonna be hard to replace Max and Bryce and 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 uh, uh, Schwellenbach, but to get some guys currently on the roster to take, you know at least. A, a half of a step up, a single step up. You know, as you said, Dylan Carey's sh- sliding over to what shortstop? Yeah, sliding over to shortstop for Dylan Carey. Hopefully that that helps him uh, in in on the defensive end and, and in, his, in his approach to batting. Whatever it helps him with, and you can have somebody go to that third base spot, uh, somebody else come up on that second base area, and if they're not already on the roster, go into that pool of eighteen hundred players mm-hmm. and pull somebody who. Again, you don't have to grab somebody who's an all Big Ten level right away. You can get somebody maybe with a couple of years on that you, you see has a high ceiling that you can bring in here, has a solid year, and then takes a step up the next season. But, and this isn't, this isn't, like what, this isn't what I believe, but to have another disappointing season next year is not something that you are, I, I don't know if you can afford it. I'm not saying that it's going to be all done after next season, but to have another disappointing season next year, miss another regional is going to be a little more detrimental to this team than than this season was.
0: Well, I, I would also say, and Will Bolt knows this obviously, but for, for the listeners out there, Juco ranks are a great place to find guys.
1: They've been going in the Juco Ju- ranks. They, they're How many players are they losing this year? Like 12? Yeah, 12 to 14. 12 to 14 players this year that you're losing. Um but they've brought in what seems like, you know, 100 players. Yeah. And it seemed like every other week they were getting three people committing to Nebraska.
0: Well, and and, and that's the thing is with JUCO, um, JUCO's a great outlet for guys that just love the game, right? Mm-hmm. JUCO's not pretty. You're not getting the D1 or even D2 amenities. It's it's tarp poles at 6 a.m. It's it's raking the field after practice. I mean, it is not They're doing everything. It, is, it is not sexy to play in JUCO baseball. And, and those are the guys that just want to be down there just to play baseball, and that's where like a guy like Casey Burnham That's where uh, Cole Evans came from as well was the Juco ranks Cole Evans was your third best hitter batting average wise hitting 305 had four home runs and uh, and 27 RBIs in this and he he hit towards the bottom part of the lineup But you need those guys just as much as you need the Casey Burnham's just as much as you need the Jackson hallmarks and, and such as you need to have a way Especially in the Big Ten, just a complete top to bottom order. You can't. I mean, you saw sometimes with other other programs, I suppose, where their first three, four, five guys would be their best hitters. You don't want. You don't want to have to come up in, in the bottom of an order towards the end of a game and say, "Man, it's just too it's bad. So we we we're... it's just too bad we don't have our one, two, three hitters yeah. up or <laughs> our, our five, six, set." Like you need to have as much of a complete batting order. As you can, and,
1: and Will Bull talked about that after they after they got eliminated in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, you don't want to come up in the top of the ninth with a seven, eight, nine, and just sitting there thinking, man, if one of them can get on and we yeah. can get to the top of the order, we'll we'll be looking a lot more pretty and. Unless that's your identity, where it, it, you take on that twenty twenty one
0: approach, where maybe the bottom half of the order wasn't as talented and you well, were not gritty over pretty. Yeah, they weren't thing. as talented, but they were still really good. Well, you still found ways to get on base, yeah. whether that's drawing a walk, and, and that's one thing that's been disappointing is sometimes the approaches haven't been the greatest, swinging at swinging at balls outside the zone, um, and it's easier said than done. I mean, I'm not trying to say I could do better, but it's, it's that. <laughs> Once you go there and that's, try. That's where we got that gritty over pretty mantra that, really was adopted in 2021, and teams since then have tried to adopt it, haven't really been able to, though.
1: It's just that, that, that not, not only the mantra, not only saying that, but actually living that life, actually doing yeah. that and being willing to go up there and, you know, as you said at, at Pius, you know, sacrificing your at-bat and bunting somebody over, being yeah. willing to, to be that guy, to just help somebody else get in a position to, to uh, score. And, look, in, in a sport like baseball, you can look at some freshmen coming in And they might be able to contribute at a a decently high level. I understand, you know, the jump from high school to college in whatever sport is a big jump. But in a sport like baseball, it's not like, you know, football or basketball where everybody's going to be just uh, much bigger than you. It's kind on. of a one-on, it's kind of a one-on one thing you you and the pitcher are going at it or or, or you and the hitter are going at it or you're, you're waiting out in the field for for a ball to come towards you. It's not really you know I need to put on 30 pounds of muscle mm-hmm. to compete in the big 10 in baseball.
0: Well, you're going to have a role. everybody's going to have a role, whether that's a freshman who who comes in as a pinch runner in the late stages of the game and maybe swipes a bag um, is able to, to change the the game by 90 feet at a time, right? And then you're going to have guys that come in and have really good plate discipline and, and maybe in the later stages of a game as well be able to come in. But as much as that is important, Wilbolt talked about it at the end of their season after in the last press conference, just a complete roster, mm-hmm. right? you got to be able to give guys time time off. you got to be able to give your best players like Max Anderson, like Bryce Matthews, time off and days to rest. Because if you do want to become that regional team year in and year out, that's going to be a grind. That's mm-hmm. going to be just a, a a mental and physical grind on some of your guys. And if you're trying to get Bryce Matthews in this case, who hit 20 bombs this year, or Max Anderson, who hit 21 home runs, you want him to play every single day. Obviously, you do, but you got to give him
1: some rest. You, you got to give him some time off. You got to have the ability to let them rest because you don't want to get into oh, I don't know, a last series and into conference play and have one of your best players hurt. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well,
0: and and and, and last thing before we go to break, I suppose it's just. You, you you don't want to chalk up a loss. Not, not that you're chalking up a loss, but you don't want to basically go out there and say, well, this is our best effort, but it's not nearly as good as what we could do with those guys in here. You don't
1: want to drop off such as Nebraska football when they go to a backup quarterback. Mm, Yeah, that's not great, but that's going to do it for this second segment here on the Ticket Water Cooler. When we get back, I've got a couple of uh, Women's College World Series stats I want to throw at you. Oklahoma, Florida State going at each other tomorrow for game one of the Women's College World Series. Oklahoma going for 52 straight wins, uh, sitting with one loss on the season earlier in the season to Baylor. Florida State has nine losses, a rematch of the 2021 Women's College World Series. We'll see what's going on tomorrow down in Oklahoma City.